Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Elite Beat, your source for all the collision recaps. Except when there's a pay-per-view, because then we don't do the collision recap. Which is my way of telling you, next week, there will not be a Sunday show. Because <laughs> we got to do a pay-per-view recap the next day. Anyway, uh, until then, I'm, and even after then, I'm Andy. Sitting next to me is Jenny. Hello. And our L.O.B. loud old baby, Emma. Oh. We said I couldn't say the other thing anymore. That's true. And 115 miles to our southwest. It's Megan, who has no such restrictions on her. Hello. I hope she's not being a B.O.B. Hi, Emma. She's looking at me like, don't call me that. She's always a G.O.B. She's always a gob. Never or a, a cob. <laughs> or a cob. <laughs> She loves podcast days because she's like, this is it. This is my time. This is my time to shine. Got a microphone in front of me. I'm going to make my voice heard. Megan, you uh, <clears throat> you watched the uh, the collision. Wait, is this Megan have a pop? Megan, do you have a pop? Because we do not. I have a crack. Okay. That was an athletic brewing. Oh. Um, which one is this? Hazy IPA. Oh, okay. nice. I had a mimosa at brunch, but I no longer have that mimosa. Clearly. Now you have a child. <laughs> I had a plastic beer boot at an Oktoberfest party yesterday. It's true. Hell I only yeah. got to stay for 45 minutes, but I got that boot. Thanks to fill, you. Fill it up. Home for you. Fill yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Megan, you watched Collision fairly recently? Uh, yes, like five minutes ago. Excellent. I watched it um, this morning, a little bit or a little bit earlier. Um, we never watch Collision on Saturdays because there are more important things to do, uh, like watch Barbie, which I'm sure um, somebody, maybe Megan, will talk about on uh, the the main show uh, later this week, <laughs> so she doesn't have to talk about TNG for the fifth week you in a row say have to like it's a well, chore i mean you know i will still ask you for the tng uh, minute um on that on that occasion but i anyway. enjoyed hearing about the tng drama this week about them being babies oh yeah, yeah. did they get unbabied have you seen the, the follow-up yet uh no but the implication was they found a they found no they did get they got unbabied apparently the holodeck can cure everything because you just program in like adult form and then you transport yourself into adulthood oh that seems dicey like it that does makes think they're not really adults now <laughs> well they look like adults and when they were kids they had the brains of their adults oh so, so they never lost their brain power Mm-mm. okay fair enough all right so let's talk about this collision that we watched we open with uh, Christian Cage and the TNT champion Luchasaurus. The last time I'm probably going to be able to say that. Uh, as they competed against Darby Allen in what was purportedly not a handicap match, but I found it to be a handicap match, Megan. Uh, yep. Christian Cage got the win. Uh, he pinned the Luchasaurus, who had been coffin dropped by Darby Allen. And now he is officially the TNT champion. But there was 
almost there was a moment of descent and you could see that maybe the luchasaurus might might rebel against his master at some point the crowd really encouraged him he held the belt he looked at christian christian said give me that belt it's mine and the crowd started chanting it's your belt it's your <laughs> belt and uh they booed when he handed it over to christian but I think it's really interesting that Christian pinned Luchasaurus and then immediately was like, hug, we're all cool, right? I mean, this was not an issue. We're still best friends and just went on with his life as if he didn't just screw over his larger, scarier friend. Um, it, it was unexpected. I thought he might try to pin Darby, which he did earlier in the match. He tried to pin Darby and Luchasaurus was like, what the hell? Well, I mean, you could see the strategy if you're if you're christian i think the ideal would be you guys both take out darby at the very beginning of the match and then luchasaurus just lays down for you real quick you know like you just you know chuck darby out of the ring takes him longer than three seconds to get back in you're the tng champion but i think we can assume that he did not even run that by luchasaurus as a plan because he probably you know, he didn't want to have that conversation. So, yeah, you, you try to beat Darby. You can't. And uh, and then it turns out that, uh, you know, you, you find the opportunity where it, uh, where it presents itself. You do, but man, like, you, I guess you have to have a really solid trust in your friendship or whatever relationship you want to call what he and Luchasaurus have that uh, that Luchasaurus would not immediately turn around and kick your ass but he didn't. He put Christian up on his shoulders, like always. And this time, when Christian raised the belt, it actually belonged to him, legitimately. That's right. Um, next, we had the Don Callis family uh, with Alex Marvez. And they announced officially a six-man tag team match for Wrestle Dream. And honestly, very excited about this one. I think it's going to be great. Kanosuke Takeshita, the Alpha, uh, Sammy Guevara, the Beta, and uh, Will Ospreay uh, taking on Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, and Chris Jericho. Yeah, that's um, quite a team. Kenny's going to be doing some heavy lifting, I think. I was going to save this for the other show because that's where we do new stuff, but I might as well just mention it now. Um, Chris Jericho is going to go to Japan and wrestle Kanosuke Takeshita in DDT. Like how, how far in advance of. Um, it's uh, for the show ultimate party 2023 taking place on uh, November 12th. Oh, so after this happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, interesting. I agree, Megan. I agree that it is interesting. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm very excited about that match of WrestleDream. We'll talk about the WrestleDream lineup a little later because um, I think it I think it slaps pretty hard actually on paper. Hey, it's their new pay per view. They want to. I'm assuming started out with a good one. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, Tony was backstage with uh, the aforementioned Luchasaurus and Christian. And 
uh, Christian dedicated his TNT title win to Nick Wayne's mom and to uh, Buddy Wayne up in heaven. I'm glad he said up in heaven. I was worried. Um, and he said, you know, he knows that they're rooting him on. And he said he's done with Darby Allen. Tony Schiavone interrupted him and said, Tony Khan, during the break, actually made a two out of three falls match between you and Darby for Wrestle Dream. And Christian storm off, stormed off yelling for Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. Christian appalled he has to defend the title he just won. It's real, uh, real, uh, like 2014 Randy Orton hours over here. <laughs> oh, he hated defending his title too. Remember, like, the whole thing with the authority where, where, like, the storyline every month was who was, who was Randy, or maybe it was Seth. Was it Seth? I think it was Seth, because okay. Seth had the we're, vibe of, like... Every I, month it was like, this is your opponent for this pay-per-view coming up. And he was like, really? And like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, look, I did the job, okay? Why should I have yeah. to defend this thing? Yes. Uh, next up, we had, uh, because we're in Grand Rapids, Michigan, it's the return of Rob Van Dam. He is teaming up with Hook uh, to take on Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. Uh, and they had other... JS people out with them, I believe. Anna J and Jake Hager were there. Mm-hmm. And Jake Hager, who actually who officially announced his retirement from uh, MMA this week, because he said that uh, Bellator had just been jerking him off for you know for three years, and so uh, he wasn't having it anymore. Jerking him off or jerking him around? Those are two different feelings. Very. Well. Well, Megan, uh, I believe he meant jerking around. Okay. <laughs> but I believe he said jerking off. And <laughs> let me let me find my favorite reply to this. Uh, oh God! To this tweet, uh, if I can. While you're looking, do you know off the top of your head when the last time he had an actual MMA fight was? It was like very early in AEW because I remember us talking about it. It was the one where I think it was the one where he like got disqualified for kneeing the guy in the balls too many times. Yeah, but then he had another one that you said he was training for. I don't know if that ended up happening. Maybe he won. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, I know that he was undefeated. Uh, Well, yeah, we know because he won't shut up about it. It's yes. like his whole thing. Yes. Well, I can't find the tweet, and I'm I'm bummed out about that, actually. So. Well, can you? Let's just, let's just pretend this didn't happen. Can you paraphrase it? No, because the wording is like kind of the key. Uh, something so. about jerking off. I'm guessing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Damn, Damn it. Jerking off. Anyway. Um. So Hager, I think Hager and uh, the rest of them need to come up with a different, a new name now because I don't think they appreciate Jericho anymore. Mm, that's true. And that's, that's what, what they kind of expressly said that they don't, you know. Yeah. So like, it's cool that they're all still friends. I like that they're still palling around together. But you gotta gotta come up with a different group name if you've betrayed. No, that's not accurate. They didn't betray. If you've left the namesake of your group, you kind of need to come up with a different thing to call yourselves. Who will lead them? Oh, out of those 
Anna Jay. She's, she's <laughs> got the most competence, I think, <laughs> out of the remaining ones. As we see in this match, I think, because, you know, Angelo, uh, I'm sorry, well, Cool Hand and Daddy Magic, they couldn't, they couldn't get it done. Even though they tried real hard. No, they fell to um, they fell to uh, Taz and Rob Van Dam, Taz's son and Rob Van Dam. Lil Taz, Lil Hook, Hook, who has taken the canvas of his, and I can say this because he's not a child, um, his kind of really great body, and just put some really stupid tattoos on it, <laughs> like. Now there's like a pit bull up on one peck and then there's some stuff going on on his arm. And I just, it was so distracting watching him walk slowly in and just being like, what have you done to like, to the body you work so hard to get, I'm assuming. Because people don't just look like that. Is Rob Van Dam pinning uh, one of the, one of the Menard, I think, with the... uh... He pinned Menard. Yeah, because Hook had uh, Parker in the red room. That's the hold, right? The red room, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, Park or Menard was the legal man. RVD, he is elite. Is that correct? I don't think so. He's not. No. Okay. It is interesting that you know. He got the pen in a tag team match over a roster guy, though. Yeah, when, that's what I wasn't sure. Jenny? Sometimes I feel like they're elite, but they don't announce that they're elite for a while. Remember when... Um, like, Sky Blue had been with the company for, like, two years before they announced it. <laughs> We're happy. Remember that news story back in 21 about um, the Varsity Blondes being uh, all elite, and we had been watching them on TV for, like, a year? Yeah, that's true. That <clears> is... Um, Interesting the way they handle that. Uh, next up, we got a uh, little video of Eddie Kingston challenging Katsuyori Shibata for Wrestle Dream. He is putting both of his titles on the line, the ROH World Title and the NJPW Strong Openweight Championship. Um, I do not think Shibata is putting his ROH Pure Championship on the line uh, because it would have to be contested under the pure rules if that was the case. Um, and there's a lot of Enoki uh, in this video package because Kingston says that Shibata embodies the spirit of Antonio Enoki, which is what Wrestle Dream is all about. Okay. Uh, another Dark Order commercial. I, think, <laughs> I, believe they, I believe they failed in their attempt to wrest the uh, the trio's titles from the acclaimed on Rampage this week. Uh, I I once again failed to watch Rampage. Um, me too. And yeah, then it I was think, too late. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even pretending. I'm never watching that show again. Okay. It's so, it's like scheduling wise, it's so hard because if you don't watch it Friday night, then Saturday, you know. Yeah. It's, it's busy. And then collisions on Sunday morning for us. And it's just like, where do you, where do you fit Rampage in? It's a lot of wrestling. It was very easy for me when Emma's last bottle was at 10 o'clock because I would just, Feed her bottle mm-hmm. while I watched the show, and she was so young that she wouldn't even like notice the television yet. So, because that's that's the thing. Now I have to turn off everything when I feed her that last bottle because she's so distracted by everything. 
Yeah. Um, oh gosh. But, welcome. Welcome to the digital world, Emma. It's it's yeah. a crapshoot. Yeah. But yeah. So, but once once we moved her bedtime back up up by like two hours. Uh, yeah. There's no chance I'm watching that show anymore. I don't think. Oh. I yeah. I think I think this last one. The lineup was the most compelling. It's been in a while, and I still missed it. So I guess that says everything about my drive to to put forth effort to watch that show. I mean, you you have so much TNG to watch. How can you possibly? It's even... true. They turned into babies, little <laughs> children. God. Let's you know since since we didn't watch it, let's just see what the results were real quick. Because I'm not even sure I know what the results were. I knew I knew that the righteous won that tag match. That's all I knew. Yeah, well, they and they touch on some of them like on the show, just because obviously they have to. But the righteous definitely came up um, because of did a video. I mean, they yeah. they've got to put them over something to make it. Uh, I have to say, my sister who does not like wrestling was watching because we were eating lunch while I had started this. And she saw the segment. Basically, she saw the Dark Order promo. And she said, oh, that seems like the happiest cult I've ever seen. And I was like, yeah, they're fun. They're funny. And then she saw the Julia Hart match. And I was like, she's part of a cult too, but it's scary. And she was like, oh, okay. And then she saw the promo for The Righteous. And she was like, a lot of cults in this thing, huh? And I was (laughs) like, yeah, but this one sucks. It's not wrong. Emily, I feel... or Your sister... Don't dox her sister. Oh, no. Uh, so, yes. Yeah. Rampage Grand Slam on Friday. Sting and Darby Allen defeated Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. Uh, Hook, Chris Statlander, and Orange Cassidy defeated Angelo Parker, Anna Jay, and Matt Menard. Okay. The Righteous defeated Best Friends, The Kingdom, and The Hardys. The Acclaimed retained the tag, the uh, trios titles. Uh, against the Dark Order. Julia Hart defeated Sky Blue. <clears throat> Mike Santana defeated Boulder, formerly Bear Boulder, currently Iron Savage going downtown on you, Boulder. Uh, <laughs> and in the main event, the Elite, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and Hangman Adam Page, the Hung Bucks themselves, won the ROH six, World Six Man Tag Team Championships from uh, Mogul Embassy. Oh, Mogul Embassy's going to be pissed. I don't think that got mentioned on Collision, did it? It did not, even though, as they're promoting Wrestle Dream, they, they mentioned Swerve. I guess it doesn't really matter in the, in that context. But, yeah, the, I think the only, only the first two um, results were really of consequence on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Anyway, yes, Dark Order did another little commercial, and uh, they, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's like a cult recruiting kind of thing. Yeah. The Kingdom are backstage, and this was just, uh, this was just Matt Taven and um, Mike Bennett, and they cut a little promo about neck health. They had neck health, uh, like, Live Strong style bracelets. Neck Strong. Neck Strong. Oh. And uh, honestly, I'm very tickled by these two right now. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really enjoying this, this bullshit they're doing, and uh, and I, li- I liked this. They're uh, they say they they're going to take on the best friends, stemming from I guess some interactions that occurred 
in the match on Rampage. Also, Trent has neck issues, and they believe that he's not being neck strong. Yeah, and he said they said that like they're not real best friends because uh, where was Chuck when Trent's when Trent broke his neck? Yeah, where was he? Jenny just like looked over at me when I said that, like like someone had you know blasphemed. How dare you question the the best friends? Bullshit. They really are best friends. And they weren't best friends when Orange Cassidy was with them. I get that. But, like, now that it's just the two of them again, they are true best friends. Okay. Julia Hart defeated Kira Hogan. Uh, apparently, Willow Nightingale was supposed to wrestle Julia, but mm-hmm. she got misted. So I don't know if, like, Willow Nightingale just, like, missed her connection or, <laughs> or, or, like, or what happened there, but that seems unlikely. I, well, yeah, I was wondering, because if she got injured, when would that have happened between running out to help Sky Blue and now? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she was sick, or maybe she had, like, a travel issue. I don't know. I can't I, yeah. hard to say. Anyway, they came up with an explanation for it. Uh, the only really notable thing about this match is, which Julia Hart did, of course, win, um, they, they pointed out that she has won 25 matches in a row. She has not lost a match since back when she was in her uh, eye patch wearing days before the turn, but after the missing <laughs> um, where she lost to Chris Statlander and she wants Chris Statlander at wrestle dream for the TBS title. I'd be up for that. So that's kind of a cool match. And they told, they told a whole story about her big winning streak. And, and also this was, <laughs> this is interesting because Brody King Cut the promo for her like he was her manager. Yeah. She got in there at the end to be like, come on, Chris. Like, the house always wins. But, yeah, Brody King was the one who who hyped her up and then called out Chris Statlander for her. She might need to work on her promos. And I, I think that's probably an indication that she does. Because, um, A, because they had Brody King talk for her. And, B, because <laughs> she said the house always wins. At the, at the end of the promo is like the is the little exclamation point. She also said it as she was setting up her finishing move in the, <laughs> against Kira Hogan. Yeah, it's like well, the one thing she says. <laughs> she's got it down. That's that line she can deliver. It's the... mm-hmm. And it's a, she sings it in her song too as she's coming out. It's true. Is that what she sings? That that's one of the lyrics. Uh, okay, I like her. I like her song. She has a good entrance. Um, now this is where we get the righteous recap uh, for their winning the number one contenders match on on Grand Slam, and they are getting MJF and Adam Cole at Wrestle Dream. They're still promoting Adam Cole, so I assume that he's his ankle or whatever is going on is, is going to be okay. Um, as we discussed on the Thursday show, it's a tag match. He could just stand on the apron if he needs to. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, look. I kind of liked this vignette. <laughs> <laughs> I know we talked a lot of Mad Yang about the Righteous on the Thursday show, but I, I I can't I can't lie. I like I thought the vignette was good. They were they were basically at I don't know the equivalent of the the Park of Roses in Columbus, uh, doing like couples photography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think that like I like what they're trying to do because it's clearly like sort of a Manson hippie 
like we are creepy and evil. Like I think the other guy evokes sort of like a mega church or or like a really hardcore church, you know, pastor. Yeah. But my only problem really is that like I've seen the Wyatts and there's two other cults in this company. Everything we do has never been seen before. Vincent even says man to punctuate a lot of his sentences. Yeah. So I just, if they were in a vacuum, I think I would totally be in and sold, but they're not, they're not the only, they're not even the only cult in the company. And so I'm sorry that that's your gimmick, but it just seems like you're riding the coattails of of greater people who came before you. Standing on the shoulders of giants. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, you're not wrong. Uh, but I, I just like like you said, in a vacuum, I thought this was a good vignette. Yeah. All right, this is the part of the show where I think everything kicked into overdrive, and if you just watch from here on. This is this is probably the best stuff Collision has produced so far, I think. Uh, it starts with Jay White versus Andrade El Idolo. These guys had excellent, excellent chemistry. Uh, Jay White was caught in the figure eight. The gun's distracted, and then the referee, the gun's distracted the referee, and then uh, Juice came in and whacked him with a uh, with a plaque. What is mm-hmm. that plaque? It's he's Collision. Uh, Cowboy of the Month. Right, right. The Collision Cowboy of the Month. Uh, black <laughs> and uh, and Pendum, and I don't know. Like it was a great match. This doesn't seem over. I think Andrade clearly needs backup. Maybe, maybe uh, you know the LFI boys are ready to uh, ready to be violent enough. Rouge has had them in Mexico for weeks now. Yeah, uh, I'm a little worried they're dead. <laughs> like maybe well, they the, didn't live the through the training. One, the, la- the last one, it seemed like they had completed their training, though. Uh, yeah, I guess that's. Tr- they, he only gives them one round of dudes to beat up. I don't know why have they been down there even longer than get back up here, LFI. But you're right. Yeah. Andrade seemed really lonely out there with all those gun club guys harassing him and surrounding him. And Juice Robinson has real cocaine energy, I gotta say. Yes, he does. It's intense. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, yes. It bothers me. Mm. (laughs) I just, he was jumping around. He was, I think at one point Andrade landed on the outside, and they might have gone picture in picture, but he's just standing over him going, bang, 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 bang. And I'm just like, calm the fuck down juice you are a lot next up uh we get a ortiz video package and apparently he and santana had some kind of run-in on rampage and uh yeah whatever whatever issues these two had realer uh imagined they are at least seem to be turning it into a feud where they're going to work together in some kind of singles program yeah i was kind of I guess I should have watched Rampage for this because I was immediately confused. Like, I thought you guys came out as friends again together at the pay-per-view. And now you're fighting. Well, they, showed, they showed you the tweets, right? They did. It was very quick. And now that, you know, 
Twitter allows so many characters, I couldn't get through it before they clicked or they took it away. But I, my impression is Santana said something about not needing a crutch, and Ortiz took that to mean he was the crutch. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Ortiz said that uh, he's not going to let Santana run from his problems anymore. Yeah. We had Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty uh, talking about Shane Taylor's history with Keith Lee and their Ring of Honor tag team said Keith went and worked for the other billionaire while Shane Taylor made himself a legend in Ring of Honor, which I think is a dubious claim, but... Um, Keith Lee did go work for the other billionaire. That part's true. Um, but uh, it looked like they're in the short term setting up a match between Moriarty and Keith, not mm-hmm. against Shane Taylor yet. Okay, I can't remember the last. I guess they were the last ones to to come and talk to Keith Lee when he was talking to Renee or Lexi or yeah. One of those times. It was like, that might have been last week on Collision, actually. Yeah, because it wasn't on Dynamite. This might be a Collision only storyline. Oh, okay. Well. Next up, uh, FTR defended the World Tag Team titles against the Workhorsemen, Anthony Henry and JD Drake. And this was very different than I expected. Because at least with the Iron Savages, you figure, like, oh, those guys are like, big you know like i mean jd drake's big but he's not he's not the kind of big that like wrestling promoters usually favor but no they th- this was kind of worked the same way where you got like a little bit of a showcase for the underdog team uh before ftr put him away so um i don't know like i think the workhorse actually might have gotten a little bit of something out of this yeah they did much better than i expected i mean anthony Henry, he's got the, like, sort of cool athletic style, more flippy. Um, And I was actually surprised at J.D. Drake and his ability to... He did, did, like, jumps off the top, and I thought he was going to kill Dax at one point, but Mm -hmm. he didn't. It It was good. And the whole time, Aussie Open was on commentary to observe and you know, talk about how much better they are than FDR. And they wore their Sunday best, so that was fun. Yes. And that is also a match that is booked for Wrestle Dream. Yes. That should be very good, too. I think so. Uh, Lexi is backstage, and she is with CJ, who is hot and flexible. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, real. And real. And she's talking about uh Miro and you know just kind of like you know I managed him for years and you know uh, we're gonna figure this out and then Miro pops in and says that uh you know you are you're basically called her a glory hound and said she loves the spotlight and she just his wife she didn't really deny that but she was just like I love like you know I love I love the juice for me is getting wrestlers to that position where they're winning titles and stuff like like we did with you and me and she was like so when i'm you know when i'm if you don't want me to manage you whatever when i'm out there with my clients i don't want you messing with them i'm sure he he will listen he did not agree to that (laughs) who is she gonna manage we don't know it's a mystery 
Uh, and then that takes us to the main event, Texas Deathmatch in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Brian Danielson versus Ricky Starks. And Megan, I know you didn't like the strap match um, from All Out, at least the, uh, the it was just very, very violent and bloody. How how did this one sit with you? It was it was it's this one seemed more like TV safe. Yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't. I think I landed on. I ended up liking the strap match, just not how Danielson got cut open at the very beginning. That really grossed me out. Um, and also, it was hard to watch. But quality wise, I came around. This one, I actually enjoyed. Uh, I was like, oh no, they're they're giving these guys twenty minutes to be really gross and violent to each other. This is going to be hard to watch, but I found myself engrossed in it and I didn't love that they bled, but they didn't bleed as much. So, so that was helpful. And Ricky Starks didn't even bleed until almost the end. Um, but I thought they, they did good stuff. I thought it was, you know, creative and, um, I don't know. I, I expected Danielson to win, but, I kind of bought that Ricky might take it a couple parts. I did too. I, I figured Danielson would win though, because he's the one who has a booked title, you know, pay-per-view match next week. Um, but did you, did you notice the, uh, did you, do you remember the, uh, the spot where Danielson was in like the first couple rows of the crowd and Ricky did the springboard dive onto him? Yes. Yes. So I, don't, I don't know if they, I don't know if Nigel called that on commentary or not, but that, is a spot uh, Brand Danielson used to do all the time in Ring of Honor. Where he would... The springboard dive into the crowd. Oh my god, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so I saw that and I was like, oh wait, that's, yeah, that's, that's, Brand used to do that, that's cool. I saw it and was like, oh god, are those people okay? <laughs> because they had the two, um, quote-unquote, security guys there to, you know, catch. Yeah. Help catch, um, and everybody went into the crowd. <laughs> like oh god um really good finish where uh danson at some at a certain point just was just done with this guy and he was just stomping the life out of him just really really roughing him up then he wrapped a chain around uh his knee and hit the busaiku knee with the chain and that kept ricky down for the 10 count mm-hmm. uh after the fact uh, after these two had these incredible match, and, and you know, by all by most accounts, two incredible matches now, Ricky Starks looked like he was gonna offer the handshake, and Wheeler Yuta uh, cut it off. Yeah, and then yeah, I was because I was like, oh, it's sportsmanship, and then Yuta shoved him, and then Big Bill was like, okay, let's fight, but Ricky held him back, and I was like, no, and he kept trying to get to Danielson, and my feed cut off. Before he got there. So I was hoping that he made it. I didn't see if he did or not. But yeah, Yuta seems like a little petulant child on this one. No, mine cut off in the same in the same place. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, I'm going to say this. I loved this collision, especially that that second hour with, those, with the Andrade match and the Danielson match. Yeah, this was a good one. It wasn't a Grand Slam, but it felt like they were like, we got to keep up with the Grand Slam vibes. Mm-hmm. And I think they did. I think you're right, yeah. Uh, So this is what Wrestle Dream is looking at at this point. Um, 
And this, so <laughs> I'll just read the card first, and then I'll give give you what uh, Tony Kwan, uh, Tony Kwan, uh, Tony Khan said um, in the. Uh, I'm sorry. In the uh, the promo, for I don't know if you caught the promo that he did for with his voiceover. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He was previewing the show. Yes. So I, I thought it was interesting that Tony Khan did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, like, I'll just I'll just get into what he actually said. Uh, but the match declared so far, Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr., uh, FTR versus Aussie Open for the AEW World Tag Team Championships, uh, ROH World Championship and NJPW Strong Openweight Championship, Eddie Kingston versus Katsuyori Shibata, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, and Kota Ibushi versus Kanosuke Takeshita, Sammy Guevara, and Will Ospreay. Um, TBS Championship, Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart. Swerve Strickland versus Hangman Adam Page. Christian Cage versus Darby Allen in a two out of three falls match for the TBS Championship or TNT Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, which they the, something they just kind of announced near the end of the show, a four way tag team match uh, where the winners get an AEW tag team title shot. Uh, Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers versus Orange Hook versus the Guns. Yeah. And they're doing like a like a singles preview of that on uh, Dynamite this week, I think. Yeah. Like, I think it's like Austin, Penta, Orange, and Matt? Yeah, I think that's uh... right. Yeah, I can't remember the exact graphic, but that sounds... Man. So here's what Tony Khan said in the the promo. We'll pay tribute to the dreamer who made this all possible, the late, great Antonio Inoki, with an event one year in the making. You won't want to miss AEW WrestleDream, as we'll end a chapter in wrestling history and begin a new era in AEW. What does that mean? The fuck does that mean? (laughs) I hopefully good stuff. Fuck does that mean, Tony? I'm sure he will tell us. I I don't know. Maybe maybe this is moving on from the CM Punk era that was all of like five weeks. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't see how Wrestle Dream is the end of that. Well, it's close enough. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else, like, he... I don't know. Because he did say specifically AEW, not just, like, Collision. Is that right? Yeah, he just said AEW. Hmm. Then I have no idea. Huh. Well, I guess we'll find out, hopefully. Hopefully, and hopefully it's it's a positive uh, change. I just don't know what that means. Anyway, all right. So uh, that's it for us here. Um, we will be back on Thursday to talk about the big uh, Dynamite from... Where is Dynamite from this week? Ooh, I don't know. I don't remember where they said it was going to be. Where's the um, Russell Dome? 
Wrestle Dream is in Seattle. Okay. So they're making their way that way. We do know we've got uh, Willow Nightingale versus Julia on that show, though. Yes, they said she was cleared. The mist, the mist incident has uh, has been resolved. She's been cleared. Thank God. Yeah. Hold on, I need to look. I, I need. I, I'm. It's going to bother me if I don't see where dynamite is. I would assume. Broomfield, Colorado, on the way to Seattle. Yes. Okay. And we also have this contract signing between Swerve Strickland and Hangman Adam Page. Maybe Mega will be there, Jenny. She's not been there in years, but I wish she would be. Yeah. Too much drama. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been the Elite Beat. Elite Beat. Elite Beat. Elite Beat. Elite Beat. Elite Beat.